And uh, we have been mentioning that uh, we have a special guest coming into our studio to talk about a major event that is happening at the end of June. And that special guest is Shlomo Klein. You know Schiffer and Shlomo Klein from Fleischig's Magazine, and most recently from their Milchik's issue, which we'll talk about in a moment. And um, when I invited Shlomo in to just, you know, kick things off and get this audience into what's happening on the 28th of June, he said 100%. And he is here in our Manhattan studio at JM and the AM with a lot of gifts, a lot of things that we're going to be talking about. And then, of course, we'll get into details about what is being called Kosher Palooza. That's right, Kosher Palooza. A play on some of the great festival names out there. We get to celebrate kosher food both as uh, professionals in the kosher food industry and as consumers in the kosher food industry on the 28th of June in New Jersey. Details, of course, all through the morning right here at JM in the AM. Shlomo Klein, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. It's a pleasure to be here. It's Honestly, it's such a... I'm I'm, re- I'm just I'm excited. I walked in. It's been a while. <laughs> new gig, so new 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 new, every, new everything. New, new digs, digs, new digs, new everything. It's it's just uh it's really nice to be back. I mentioned during the parade broadcast yesterday that I think you're in the top 10 of favorite guests to have here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh wow, I'm honored. I said it's certainly among the favorites. I said I'm not sure he breaks into the top ten, but I think it's very, very close because you always bring uh, interesting items, a whole bunch of uh, pieces. Uh-huh, of, there's a reason. Yeah, not just gifts, but I'm saying you bring us a lot of uh, pieces of interesting news from the world of kosher food, and it seems you're always on the cutting edge of a uh, cutting edge of what's innovative out there, what we should expect. Uh, for instance, this summer, and I'm sure you're already expecting and thinking about uh, Rosh Hashanah Sukkot season, etc., etc., etc. And there's a lot to discuss this morning, so I'm going to go in no particular... We're going to get to Kosher Palooza, believe you me, but I have a bunch of stuff here. First of all, I want to remind everybody, symbolically, symbolically, it was your mug that, that was one of the... Uh, most significant that was in one of the most significant photos from the terrible fire that happened right here in this room. Yeah, and that was, I was trying to dig a new one up, <laughs> a new mug. <laughs> I, I was looking in the garage. That's why I came with the other uh, with the new swag. edition of the mug. <laughs> but that was a great mug. Even the mug was uh, the, the the slogan. Do you remember the slogan on it? I don't remember. It was a Fleischig's mug. It was for the right. other side of the cow. The other side of the cow. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So that was uh, that was part of the uh, the photo gallery of what had gone on here. On here, and uh, now today we'll have uh, some nice things to include in the new photo gallery. That's all about the future and brightness. You see how bright our lights are. You see how beautiful our sign is that overlooks Grand Street. I'm sure you saw it as you were driving up. I definitely did from the window. So we have we are renewed here, Baruch Hashem, and we get an opportunity to invite guests like yourself and others into our brand new studio here at JMNAM. As I mentioned the Milchik's, first of all, I mean, again, you're here now for a while. I don't know the next time you'll be with us live in person as opposed uh, to via telephones. Let me take advantage. I mean, you and Shifra, you, you sit late at night wondering about, uh, you know, the, the upcoming issues of the magazine. Who decides how to spell Milchik's and Fleischik's. <laughs> Who decides on the proper... Uh, that's, that's a good and, question. And the truth is on the Milchik's one, which I'm holding Milchik's in front of easy. me. How else yeah. would you spell it? M-I-L-C-H. I, the only thing I was thinking is instead of the G, maybe you'd have a K, especially with the milk. That's the Milchik and the right. Fleischik. Right. So I don't know who in the community... I, see, I don't know what they do in Crown Heights, <laughs> but there are a mix here in New York City, in Manhattan, there are a mix of people. Some would pronounce it Milchik's and some would pronounce it Milchik's. So you would get away with either one, but you felt the G is the way to go the truth is i didn't feel one way or another (laughs) 
Listen, how many years have had a milk uh, issue? And it's always shrewis, right? Okay, so basically, we're around now. This is our fifth year. Uh, the first year, we went with a baking issue. We weren't sure that people were ready yet for milk. Right, it's like a yanta baking issue. Yeah, it was a, right. a full-on baking issue, and you could basically replace everything was, um, that, that was part of could be made milk also. Right. And then we said, you know what? People are ready for it. Let's go once a year. And you should know, we get a lot of kickback. There are people that they are They want to see a Flashix magazine. The people that are really right. into the Flashix, they right. get upset that there's milk. Well, even once a year. No secret. I'm more inclined to look at the Flashix one than the milk one. But all okay. right. But, but certainly, Arab Shrewis, I'm going to drift over to the milk one. It's definitely you know, refreshing You want to see some of the pictures of the delicious cheesecakes, you know. Well, and we really try to really change it up and make it more interesting. Uh, this this milkshake issue with our Italy travel is right. kind of. By the way, are those Rome restaurants? Are, are they reopened after COVID? Like, because when Everywhere we we went to reopen, we were there two weeks before Pesach. So that square that everyone's familiar with near the, the old right the ghetto near the old shul. Everything's basically like it was pre-COVID. I'm not going to say it was like it was pre-COVID. But were there six, there. seven places open? Oh yeah, no, they, they were. They're all open. Everything's open. Wow, and including the ones in that alleyway to the left <laughs> that's all there it's all there i don't know how they survived i don't know how they survived they're so dependent on tourism and it must have been a ghost town there during covid I, and europe as you know is much less reluctant to open up anything including restaurants than even we were here in the u.s it's very interesting i don't know how they survived but i will say wow. that the tourism there is crazy i didn't expect it i mean you have americans but europeans right you had americans coming from israel just for a gap they had like before pesach right and girls from seminary israelis the tourism there is insane so you were there at the beginning of nissan we were there at the beginning of nissan yeah. and um and did you have the pizza with the potatoes on it and everything course, you had, you had every course. variety <laughs> like something you would ne- you never one. eat that in crown heights you never have potatoes on pizza here but you had it there in rome surprisingly you do have it really actually, uh, there's actually one here in not great nick um new hyde park yeah. near, near lij it's called um oh that's Olive right Tree. i know that place i think they call it they call it the russian slice they call it something like that and it has the potatoes it on has it. potatoes and barbecues it's, yeah. it's but they're very innovative out there they they that specific yeah, place yeah. really has a variety actually, sure but you, yeah. ha- you have a few places that i've tried to copy it i don't know if as good right but it's very different style did you ever consider a milchix magazine for the nine days <laughs> not a chance, right? This is going to uh, remain no, it's once a year. Considering it's, it, people don't always realize what goes into it. It's, right. uh, it's, and also, summer people want to see the barbecue stuff, and also during the nine days a- area of the calendar, you're already starting to look forward to Yuntif and yeah, end nine of days. Summer, I mean, even now we're already we're already focusing on Rosh Hashanah right. and Sukkot, two separate issues, but. Um, Nine day, I mean, every issue, even the Flashix ones, has a lot of pirate stuff also, a lot right. of fish. Anyways, there's, there's usually good options out there. We also have the app available, so people are using that. Um, all the recipes are on the app. When does the next one come out? Beginning of July? Next one coming out. There's a June issue coming out, oh, June, wow. uh, June 14th. Regular meat, the whole thing. Regular meat. Actually, it's Italy part two. Oh, wow. We didn't the realize places. We, that's it. We didn't yeah. realize how much we were trying to cover and squeeze in, and uh, we said, you know, we're going to separate it with milk and flesh. So we got the whole Rome side going here. The next issue is covering um, Amalfi Coast, Tuscany, and um, and Florence, and all of those restaurants that you visited. Uh, not that this should be a shock to anybody. It is Europe, after all. Not only are they focused on delicious meat dishes, but they accompany every meal with great wine. A lot Incredible of wonderful wines. bottles. I'm sure you tried out a whole bunch. I mean, it, things are nice here, and people certainly order wine with dinner, but not to the point that they're doing it over there. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up, because when we were driving down to the Amalfi Coast, we stopped on the way at a winery, and we did a bit of a tour, and, uh, and we had some lunch. Very interesting lunch. It was probably one of my best meals. <laughs> Literally, fresh vegetables from the grown from the area, olive nice. oil from the from the vineyard. We brought some baguettes and fresh cheese. That was the whole thing. But they had like a gift shop, 
And people were coming in with these five-gallon plastic containers. I don't know if it was five-gallon. I'm making that up. I don't it was know. Large. Like a big, large <laughs> container, their own container, plastic, to fill up wine. This winery makes wine. They make a bunch of red wines, but they, make, they use a lot of musket, which is a white wine. Right. Um, and people come and make their own blends. But I asked them, what's with the plastic containers? I mean, isn't wine supposed to age? You want to have either a barrel or a bottle or, or something? Bead glass or something? He's like, these people are coming two, three times a week to refill that. They drink wine every, every single meal. meal. It's, right. not, it's like... It's not water, yeah. but you know that's it's our soda, basically, or, or exactly. what soda was ten years ago. You yeah. know, where it's at every single meal. It's really part of the culture there, right? Yeah. You know, I noticed some of the old time shuls, and I, I, I have to imagine I'm right about this. Some of the old time shuls, I don't know about Crown Heights, they do not serve at certain kiddishes. They do not serve drinks. Only, only wine and whiskey. They will not serve soft drinks. And That's I said, and I said to myself, I thought you were going to say no Coke, no soda, just seltzer, right? But well, maybe no- some seltzer. But I, I think it's a, uh, it's a um, holdover from the prior generations who, when they came from Europe, really, even my parents, I remember to an extent, were a little surprised at how much we wanted to drink <laughs> during a meal. Like, you know, it was sort of like, that was not, you know, I mean, you know, today, today's generation, you're just refilling your cup constantly with whatever it's it interesting. is. I mean, I think even according to the Rambam, one of the ways you're supposed to eat, you're supposed to finish eating and drink after. You're not right. supposed to do it together. Right. I guess so. we, we kind of missed the, the memo on that one. Well, Americans don't do everything <laughs> right. What do you want? <laughs> That's one of the things we've learned. We like to convince ourselves that we do. Shlomo Klein is here. Kosher Palooza coming up, and we will discuss it in its entirety in just a few minutes here at JM. And those who want to get Flashix magazine, what is the best way for them to do it? Flashix.com. You can subscribe. You can uh, When you subscribe, you get uh, access to the app with all our recipes. You can pick it up in your local Judaica store, kosher supermarket throughout the country. And um, it's a monthly publication. We do 11 issues a year and um, try it out I guarantee you'll enjoy it was that a um, I don't want to say risk but I mean obviously you saw that there are magazines in the kosher world or in the Jewish world I should say that you know are purchased on the newsstand or in supermarkets every single week Mm -hmm. so I guess it wasn't a stretch to say that you wanted yours on the same type of display yet again you're depending on people to actually be proactive and buy it off the shelves is that a uh, are people doing it you know regularly people are doing it I mean listen we've been doing this for since 2010 when we started Batevon magazine back when there were no kosher food magazines and we kind of learned a lot on the way, and uh, one of the things that we did learn was subscriptions are very important, but putting it in a store has marketing value, and uh, not, everyone, not everyone is willing to commit to you know, a, a full subscription, or they want to try right. it out. So. so you need both. You definitely need both. And you're, uh, you're at a point now where you're not worried about placement in a store. People who own the stores, they give prominent space to Flashix magazine. You'd be surprised what, um, what a challenge it would be for any new publication, or right. any publication to get into Or any a new store. food product. Anything. Right? I mean, listen, kosher supermarkets today, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about the, yeah. the kosher, the kosher sure. scene, but they are inundated with new products, new magazines, new, new everything, and it's really challenging. Kosher supermarkets have become like the one-stop shop for everything. You can so get- what happens if I have a new product? And I'm talking about food now, not a magazine. If I have a new product, is it even possible to make inroads in so these I think, I think what people do, some people will go straight to the biggest distributors and try... Get a meeting there and pitch it to them. Some people will go back with them. A hundred percent. Some people will go to the stores themselves. You know, you go to the big chains, the gourmet glots, the seasons, the, right. the, the evergreens. You know, the, the really big ones. They have a few locations. You try pitch it to them and get it in. A lot of people you'll see do that. They actually get into ten, twenty stores and then they get picked up by a distributor. Right. But that's probably one of the biggest challenges. Speaking of challenges. 
I think I kept it. If not, I'm sure you'll be more than happy to get me one. Uh, you put out a restaurant issue. And I, I saved it because now that my wife and I have essentially become empty nesters or, 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 or very close to the official term empty nesters, I had this challenge to myself that during the summer we should, we should take the magazine and try to go to as many of these as possible because okay. you, you really highlight a whole bunch of stuff because we were just talking about supermarkets a moment ago, but the whole restaurant scene in our community nationwide has, has gone nuts, right? It's incredible. I mean, the restaurant scene has really exploded, and, and it's interesting to see. I mean, the, the, the menus have changed. Certain things have evolved. Like, 10 years ago, sushi was, like, a really big deal. Right. You would think, okay, it's going to die out and move on. What's the new trend? It's funny that sushi is still around, but it's, like, a whole new level. Right. You see these um, uh, omakases popping up all over and doing, and doing um, pair pop-ups in fancy restaurants. You're seeing the whole Wagyu trend. The, the trends are we're actually keeping up and doing what everyone else is doing. It's really impressive. It's pretty remarkable, frankly, and some restaurants are really getting it right. I mean, you know, I won't concentrate on those who are, you know, misstepping a bit, but some are really just, you know, playing at a high level and playing well. It's, it, it's incredible. I mean, I know this week there's actually um, Tabernacles bringing their winemaker from their winery. They're doing like a whole special dinner at the restaurant, a six-course dinner with their chef. They have a new chef there that everyone's very excited about. Um, I was actually in touch with one of the restaurants for the New York Wine and Food Festival. Mm -hmm. They're ready to do a kosher event again, which hasn't been done for, I think, about eight years. They did one about eight years ago, and they're ready to do that again. I think, uh, I think we're making some noise. To say the least. Shlomo Klein is here, Flacius Magazine. More importantly, he's the head of uh, Kosher Palooza and all the details about the June 28th event we will have for you in just a couple of minutes. Let's just go through some of the things you brought here. First of all, now, I, I don't know why these items okay. were among those that you brought, but you could, you could certainly... I'll tell you why. You got a Flacius swag bag. Inflation swag. Yeah, you got, you got some of nice our favorites. Nice bag, by the way. Nice, yeah, thank Very you. Very nice bag. So and got, why is there a Haggadah in there? Was that a free gift that you were giving out to people? That was, it was a swag bag from before Pesach, apparently. Nice. Yes. Because it's beautiful, this one. Yeah, so generally, I mean, you'll find uh, it's pretty much products from um, our clients, you know, right. throughout the year. So Mosaica actually supplied that. I think we had an event in AJ Madison for a cookbook launch. Nice. Um, so that's why you have a Godel, though you have some Chametz items there also. But I, I, I wanted to make sure that we had a few Lachaims there. I mean, we're coming to a new place and all. I was like, you gotta, we've got to be able to break open something. Amen to that. You brought me to Jack's Gourmet Bold Italian Seasoning, which uh, seems to be a very popular item. This is, and what a trend this is. Uh, I actually made Kiddush on a can. I, don't worry, folks. I poured it into a Kiddush cup. But on a can of wine this past Friday the whole, night. The whole can trend yeah, has been it's growing unbelievable. Like crazy. Who thought it would catch on? I think COVID helped them, frankly, because yeah. of the separate you know, servings. Because sure, everyone got sure. their individual can. But nonetheless, uh, it, it's been amazing. And this one is a Thomas Ashbourne craft spirit. I never even heard of this one. The Perfect Cosmo by SJP. Which company does this even come from? Thomas Ashbourne is a company. SJP is Sarah Jessica Parker. Ah. Each, each mix, you'll see there's also margarita with right. different celebrities kind of they created with Ashkocha with Ashkocha it's fascinating but you mentioned cans yeah um, growing up in South Africa my mother had a collection of um, of you know little uh, mashkas little uh, whiskey bottles and right. and like on the airlines they used to give out correct yeah. but she had a big collection my right. father once brought back two cans it was I think it was Stolichnaya cans of vodka. vodka that was like mind blowing I don't think I've ever seen I saw little bottles of vodka from Stolichnaya but so the, the, the can trend started back then but now now you see wines you see yeah. different you see fancy I mean you see white wines and rosés you see the cocktail mixes it's like correct 
And ironically, if I'm not mistaken, I think the first cans in this newest revolution came from South Africa. I think they the J folk, the J folk, right? Wasn't right. that the first ones? Yeah, they had, they had the, they did the rosé. Yeah, they had the rosé. So rose. as much as Bartonura and others are now doing it, they were the first ones to introduce it to our market. Now, okay, we can be proud of that. I guess it's like five, ten years ago in that area, something like that. Yeah, you brought me the brand new Flacius mag, Flacius magazine. I guess we'd call it a water bottle, right? Mug, water, yeah, water bottle, canteen. Yep, water yep. canteen. So yeah. I have this one now <laughs> to replace the old, <laughs> the old mug that we had that we mentioned earlier in the show. Our friends at Mosqueo. Right? Pronounced it properly? You pronounced it properly, yep. A delicious coffee liqueur. This stuff's really good. And the and what we've said about Miskeo, M-I-S-C-E-O, is that it has uh, the largest alcohol content of any chocolate liqueur. Is that correct? Um, that I believe that is what... Uh, that's a big selling point. That's a big selling point, yes. And it tastes great, by the way. I've had it. And it tastes It tastes great. You can drink it by yourself. You can put it into, uh, into desserts. You can bake with it, cook with it. You've also brought over the Gaia uh, decaf blend. These are the... Uh, Those are coffee bags. The brew coffee bags. brew bags, which we've spoken about on these airwaves uh, a great deal. Uh, I know for a while they were sort of off the shelves. Are they back? Are they stronger and bigger and better than ever? They're definitely available online. In stores, oh, it's nice. a bit of a... I think there was a bit of a challenge there. I'm not, I'm not even sure. I'm not going to say. But one of the things, all the items you're seeing here will be at Kosher Palooza. So okay. anyone that hasn't tried them, you'll be able to try the cocktails, be able to try the liqueurs. Uh, you have to be over 21. This is the uh, shaken, not stirred um, <laughs> James Bond reference. There you go. Flashix magazine container. What is this called? This is a... It's a cocktail mixer. There cocktail you. shaker. I knew it. I knew, I knew I'd figure it out if I asked you. And this one is another free gift that the Shlomo Klein of Flacius Magazine brought over. I guess your standard drinking cup, right? That's a martini. I think it's called a martini oh, shot glass. Oh, it's a martini shot glass. There it goes with the liqueur. I guess you've been told just how much uh, time I spend on those martinis after work, huh? <laughs> and <laughs> you brought along you brought along some California gourmet vegan and soy-free chocolate chips. And that high-quality chocolate to, chips. It's hard to believe how many people in our community are, in fact, focused on vegan and soy free items right that's i mean that's a new trend right we're gonna have to get uh, oh 100 that's that's a, that's a very very big trend i mean the next time you're picking up is also but uh, we're gonna have to get your wife to bake something out of that i really wonder if we're gonna end up with a with a large uh popular vegan kosher restaurant reliable hashkacha in New York City, at some point, I That's wonder. Interesting. There are, there are a bunch of them, but they're all in, they're all hashkachas that people right. have questions about. Some will eat, some will not. But but what gets me about the whole thing is that <laughs> we talk about the restaurant trends and the whole vegan um, uh, you know trend that's that's happening concurrent to the rest, <clears throat> restaurant trend. And it's really the big steakhouses and the massive dairy dishes, many of which, of course, are pasta dishes, uh, some brand new restaurants now with unbelievable deli sandwiches. So as much as people, and I respect the fact that people want to eat healthy, it does seem the restaurant trend continues oh, for sure, in that for sure. direction. It's interesting. I mean, class, classics are definitely back. Classic, classic deli. Yeah, the classic deli is a big deal now. Even Israeli and Mediterranean food. Even the steakhouses, if you look at it carefully, is, is, in my opinion, is even more popular than it was a few years ago, as much as it really never died out. I saw actually an interesting sandwich. I forgot which restaurant it was. They were doing smoked tongue. It was a a $50 sandwich. Well, tongue in general is massive in terms of price. No, 100%, but it was was an interesting idea. They used sourdough. They made their own homemade, home-ground mustard, and they put on the tongue, and they put on... 
onion jam in Hawaii. So I don't know, but people are spending 50 bucks on a, on a tongue sandwich. Amazing, I'll tell you. And, uh, and I'll tell you another one which got me. I was at Yankee Stadium recently. Those of okay. you looking for a good baseball recommendation. And people know that if they pay enough money, they have the unlimited buffet, etc. But if you're yep. sitting in regular seats in Yankee Stadium, you're going to see different kosher stands around the stadium. There is a pulled brisket sandwich there. That's incredible. And that is also okay. a relatively new trend. When did we even hear of pulled brisket being sent there? That, of a that trend is, uh, I can't believe you're saying it's new, but it, it, well, it, it's I don't, not that old. It just, I don't it, think Bernstein's, Bernstein's wasn't serving no, a pulled brisket sandwich. <laughs> no. That I would say. You no. know, it's, <laughs> they weren't. But, but, I don't even know if Mr. Broadway had one five years ago, a pulled brisket sandwich. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, pulled beef is like, whoa. <laughs> Isn't it something? But it's interesting to see even, even how pulled beef has evolved. I mean, from that basic sandwich right. to like the flatbreads and, right. and, 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 and the knishes and the uh, Correct. every little thing. And then in new innovations, what you stuff the knishes with and what you stuff all the, you know, what you put hot dogs in, etc. I mean, it, it, it's endless. And I know that, you know, there are channels, there are television channels dedicated to food. I don't know if you know that. So, so there are plenty of innovative ideas. Sure, sure. Uh, but it's just amazing to watch it happen in the Jewish world. And then finally, I think this is the final product you brought us. These are, these are uh, treat bars, I would call them, from a company called Seventh Heaven. Now, have I heard of Seventh Heaven before? It's brand you new. You did, you did. They, we, they actually debuted at... Uh, um, the Jewish Food Media Conference before Kosher Fest last year, where we hosted at uh, sure. Sensacana, and what they did was they they were one of the sponsors. They gave all the people that came there were two hundred people there, one hundred fifty people. I think right. about one hundred fifty. They gave everyone like a little plate with each one, and no wrappers or anything. And they basically gave it out to everyone for desserts, and no one had tasted it before. And they didn't tell anyone what it was. And afterwards they did, and people were shocked. They couldn't believe that it was like parv. One is a dairy-free caramelized coconut. One is a dairy-free peanut butter and cornflakes. One is a dairy-free hazelnut cream and rice crisps. And one's a dairy crisps. And one's a dairy-free pistachio and halava cream. Which, by the way, is, is interesting. A lot of people are not that into halava. I love halava, but a lot of people are not that into it. And yet, as you said, people found it really tasty. And it's from a company called Seventh Heaven. Is this in supermarkets? This is now in supermarkets. Again, they'll be at Kosher Palooza too. Kosher, he doesn't mean the second Kosher Palooza, folks. He means they'll also be at Kosher Palooza. <laughs> it is the first, the first annual and the inaugural Kosher Palooza. And that's our discussion now at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Shlomo Klein is here. He's the COO of Kosher Palooza. And, of course, he and Schiffer Klein are responsible for Flayshix Magazine. You can check them out online. All right. Way before... <laughs> These days, way before Camino Week, way before Kosher Fest announced that it's stopping uh, to cease its operation, you had come up with an idea uh, to bring, what was it, to bring consumers only, or you did have in mind consumer and trade? What did you have in mind with Kosher Palooza? Okay, it's obviously, it's, it's definitely going to be trade. There'll be trade people there. Right. But um, the idea was to make, so. to make a consumer show. By the way, people don't, we're in the industry, so people know right. what consumers mean. Sometimes we say consumers, and it just sounds like this interesting term. Basically, the idea was to make some kind of kosher food entertainment for everybody. Right. Something that's accessible to everyone, something that everyone will enjoy. Anybody who eats is invited. Anyone that eats, anyone that's <laughs> passionate about food will have a good time. Um, we've seen over the last couple of years, we've gotten requests. You know, we throw these little um, events and conferences and, and um, live article dinners. A lot of times people want to be involved. They want to come or they, they sell out. There's definitely a lot more interest in kosher food entertainments. Right. You see, even in, not in, in the world we're dealing with, you see people are doing chopped competitions as a, as, a, as a birthday party. You see people doing cooking demos as a birthday party. Food has really taken a front, front and center in our lives. 
So we want to basically create a food festival that everyone would be able to come to and everyone would be able to enjoy. Right. And that, that's where the idea came from. Now, there are a couple of challenges out there, and we, we could be open and honest about that. Sure. Number one, um, some distributors and exhibitors, meaning the kosher companies nationwide, are sometimes skeptical about joining in and being part of one of these kosher fests, one of these big, you know, conferences that are, you know, supposedly going to attract thousands of people, potential buyers and consumers to their products. It seems from your list on Kosher Palooza that you have secured some of the biggest names in the industry to be with you on the 28th of June in New Jersey. Was it difficult to convince these companies to be exhibitors and partner with you? Okay, that is a good question. It definitely wasn't easy, but... Once I guess I pitched it to them and explained to them what we're doing, a lot of them were much more forthcoming. They were much easier because people, people okay, the way people do shows and uh, trade shows has evolved, especially in the kosher markets. The way people are buying and selling, we were talking about distribution right. earlier. Um, when a company, when someone comes out with a product, they're going to the supermarket, they're going to the distributors. It's not like you're going to, the, to a show to see what's out there as much. I mean, there still is that value. Um, so we decided that having a consumer show, we would kind of, it's almost like having two birds with one stone. The, the companies that are coming really are having an opportunity to put their product in front, not in front of people, but literally in their mouths. Right. Um, whether it's a company like um, Jack's Gourmet, who's been around and he's putting, giving people a sausage that he's had for years, or he's going to show his new, his new products, or it's a company, a smaller company like Seventh Heaven, who just came and people are just starting to hear about. We've actually been very, very open and very easy. We, I, I keep telling people, this is a show for the people, by the people. I want everyone to have an opportunity to come. It's not Right now, it's not about money. Um, there have been people that, uh, they're sm- most times smaller. You mentioned the big companies. The smaller companies kind of have a hard time with trade shows and events like this because they don't have the budget for it right. or they, they can't even keep up. Or they can't even get a good space because, you know, they're not they, they priority. They're overshadowed right. in, in different ways. So I really have been working hard with the smaller companies. Tell me what you need. We're going to somehow make it happen. So you're going to see a nice mix in that list of big companies and small companies. Second problem, and problem's the wrong word, but second challenge is that it's a weekday. It's a Wednesday, a weekday in June. And in order for this to be a success, you need a lot of people to show up. Are there enough consumers in the New York, New Jersey area uh, that are going to regard this as a must-go to to event uh, and to make it a success. Okay, that definitely is a challenge and uh, something we considered. And one of the ideas we came up with was to do it right when everyone sent their kids off to camp. You know, it's been, we, we had Pesach, which was no one really had a break. We're just getting into the summer, you know. Um, that attitude, middle period, right. And we felt like this is a good time. Take the day. It's a full day, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Right. It's a full day, whether it's a date with your wife, whether it's going with your shvigar or your, your mother, your siblings, your friends. Take the day. And it's an and hour or two. You don't time. have to go the whole day if you don't want to. You don't have to, but I would advise you to. Because oh, will there be enough a, going on? Besides the food side, right. which is crazy. I mean, we're going to have between 100 and 150 kosher food vendors giving out different food products. They are kosher cookbook authors doing cooking demos throughout the day, ah. every half hour. We're going to have cooking contests. We're going to have a mixology demonstrations, a bartending contest. We have the OU doing a kosher's panel, um, a live live fowl, live poultry demonstration, fish demos, filleting fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we really, we really, we've got entertainment throughout the day. One second, we're not even done. We have, do you like hot sauce? 
Can you handle some heat? Uh, I uh, some. 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 Not, I'm not one of those serious, you know, 10 out of 10 guys. But. So we have, we have a full <laughs> kitchen being put into that, that front demo area in uh, the Meadowlands. Right. And we're go- for the demos and for the different contests and uh, games, one of the things we're going to be doing, AJ Madison supplied us with a whole, um, with appliances, appliances, and we have apron masters are going to be running it because I can't do everything. <laughs> but one of the things we're doing is a, bl- uh, a blind taste test Uh-oh. competition. You can have three or four people competing against each other, blindfolded tasting things, trying to work out what it is. Really fun game. The other game we're going to have is actually a hot sauce competition. Hope the winner will be able to drive home. <laughs> that, that, I mean, listen, we'll have to wash it down with some some good uh, some good alcohol, some, some good, good drinks. <laughs> but the idea is basically each of you basically take a spoon, you try it, and you, you keep getting higher in heat and see how much you can tolerate. Oh my gosh, that I'm not into. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see. By the way, you know, I mean, a lot of times you go to restaurants and they talk about heat and Jewish heat and right. kosher heat because right. the kosher palate is not really correct. We, we don't us, tolerate heat that us much. Us Central Europeans are not really. Uh... <laughs> I, I think actually that that boosts. Not that I think. But that's probably going to be a lot of fun. You should you should hear a lot kidding? of laughing over there. That's where we should do a live show. From <laughs> we, there. we should we should. Uh, we'll see a lot of red faces. Uh, that's to say the least. Um, so when is that schedule? Is that schedule going to be online soon for people to see the demos and so all? So there's things? already a lot of information online. The exact schedule will be in the in the next week. Yeah, in the next couple of days, you'll see the full schedule. And the third thing I would say, frankly, and uh, not to in any way uh, belittle how important this is to the I average. I have a feeling I know where this is going. People want to come and they want to get their money's worth. They want to come and they want to get enough products to bring home. They don't want to be limited in what they're allowed to take from the vendors as long as the vendors cooperate and want them to, you know, have different varieties of each item, et cetera, et cetera. Will people be able to come and leave with full bags of stuff? Okay, so, I mean, the vendors that are coming are all very much aware that this is a consumer show. A consumer show means people want to come try stuff. They want to come take home a sample, see what's going on. Bring it to their family. So, yes, there will be tasters there will be samples people will be leaving with bags we actually have um, someone there's always people giving out bags but there will That's be right. bags available look frankly it's one of the fun parts of the whole thing you know? 100% so. it's, it's uh, yeah where did you back. think I was going? Which problem did you think oh, I was going? I thought going? you were going with the milky flashing problem. <laughs> right. But, but that's been pretty, uh, that, that's really been. We have experience. But again, right. this is for the regular, regular people that ha- may have not done this before. Right. Understood. But that has been fleshed out over the years that those who uh, are. Those the one who have made, found a way to make a plan. Correct. <laughs> right. Now, are you going to cooperate? Are you going to make sure that dairy is accessible yes. first before they get to parv and, uh, and meat? Not, not, not first. But what we're going to do is we're actually going to have the, the dairy booths will be on one side, the flashing ones ah. on the other. Down the middle will be the alcohol and the drinks and parv. And people do tend to walk into the room to the right. So I'm assuming the dairy is going to be on the right side. I mean, that's usually this is a flashing event, so maybe we put the flashing on the right. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I should have jumped to any conclusions, that's for sure. Yeah. How much does all this cost? A consumer can come and spend the entire day with the exhibits and with the free food and meeting all the vendors and finding out and having a great time for how much money? Tickets are one forty nine ninety nine. I will say that there are plenty influencers. We didn't even get to that yet, but there are influencers and cookbook authors who are offering um, um, discounts. We also have in the next, uh, hopefully tomorrow, there will be a special running. Um, I can't disclose too much, but again, stay tuned. It will be all over social media. Mm, interesting. Um, but yes, we actually have influencers flying in from Israel, Canada, Chicago. People that are familiar to this audience. Um, I, sh- I keep saying influencers. I'm talking about cookbook authors. I'm right. talking about people in the food industry. Right. Um, the show, the the the, fe- the the festival is also the day after the fancy food show. So you will have ah. 
Oh, that's good timing. That, that we have a lot of people in our community who go to that show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then you also have people coming in from across the country right. for that. They obviously want to come see what's new in the kosher market. Very cool. All right. So if we're going to do a promo code okay. later today, which uh, you guys could set up on the web, it should be radio. Radio. Promo code radio. And that would save people... That's going to save... Well, that will save people $20 off a ticket. 20 That's all right. That's You're coming with five people. That's yeah, 20 bucks off each ticket. You come. All right. So later today, I'll let everybody know. Later today, when you go to the kosherpalooza.com website, promo code radio is going to get you a $20 discount uh, on tickets to the event. And I'm assuming that's the only cost. In other words, once someone pays for a ticket, there is nothing else they're going to have to pay for the rest of the day. That is, that is it. That is it. I'll tell you what. Um, Although I would guess some of these people will have their books for sale, etc. I would assume. The cookbooks, oh, yes, etc. yes. Right. The cookbook authors but will nobody be signing people's cookbooks, meeting right. them and stuff like that, but they will be selling cookbooks. Right. Um, no, there won't be anything else that everything else, it, it, it's it. all inclusive. Right. There's parking there. Uh, parking does fill up so people might have to walk to the Walmart parking they lot. Do you know have, the they do have a lot of alternate parking areas. So, yes, and so it's not, pretty, you know, it's warm weather now, so it right, shouldn't right. be an issue. Uh, just follow the instructions. The one thing I will say, and this is something that bothers me, so I'm just going to bring it up. Like yeah. when you go to the, you got a lot of times you go to events. Even if you go to Simchas, there's always, it's inevitable. You have a lot of people. There's going to be a line at some point. Right. Um, so at such shows, there's always a line for people to get their tickets just to uh, before they're getting in. We've said, you know what, we can't avoid that. But what do we do to make it more exciting? We have a whole, the whole entrance going to be filled with popcorn and slush and cotton candy and and music. We want to make sure people are happy all day. So even if someone's standing around for 10 minutes... You're standing have, around, get they'll started. Have so, they'll have something to enjoy. That's it, that's it. Very smart. And the idea is also, I, I want people to leave feeling like they, did not be, they weren't able to cover it all. There really yeah. is going to be a lot happening, and uh, I, want, I, want to, I want to leave people with an appetite for next year. <laughs> I like that. Kosher Palooza happens in New Jersey. What do we call it officially? The Meadowlands Exhibition Center? What's that's, yep, that's it. You got it. The Meadowlands Exposition Center, which is in Secaucus, New Jersey. It's not in the quote-unquote Meadowlands. in Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh, and those of you familiar, again, with shows from the past, you, uh, you know exactly where it is. Those of you not familiar, it's pretty easy uh, to learn where it is. Just go online to kosherpalooza.com. Again, kosherpalooza.com. From the classic brands your grandmother grew up on to the innovative artisanal brands you haven't heard of yet, it's a show you won't want to miss. If you take a look at some of the uh, logos, some of the company names that are associated with this show, you will see exactly um, just how uh, a great a list it is of exhibitors that are going to be part of this kosher palooza you'll also be able to eat and drink and meet and greet and watch and learn and have a blast with all these social influencers and the cookbook authors and people are going to be doing demonstrations as we heard and to meet a lot of folks that you probably have seen online but i've never had a chance to meet in person and once you purchase your ticket and get into the arena you have no additional cost unless of course you want to buy one of the cookbooks etc but that's it everything that we discussed uh, you could be part of for just the cost of a ticket. Kosher Palooza is happening on the 28th of June. It is a Wednesday from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. in New Jersey. Again, it's a Wednesday. Circle the calendar so you know to be at the Meadowlands Expo Center in Secaucus that day. You can purchase tickets right now by going to kosherpalooza.com. Again, kosherpalooza.com. And later on today... Use code radio. Can you do that yet? or uh, We're going to set up in the next hour. In the next hour, you'll have a promo code radio to save you $20 off of tickets. Again, promo code radio will save you $20 on tickets to Kosher Palooza 
Uh, I'm not even going to spell it. I think it's so obvious. Koshapalooza.com, Koshapalooza.com. Shlomo Klein, is there anything else that we should add that we haven't covered this morning? You mentioned the location. So, it's yeah. so when you mentioned it, I was like, it's, um, people may not be familiar with the area. Again, we're, we're in trade. We've been right. to different shows and exhibitions there. Um, one of the things that are actually very nearby is American Dream Mall. Right. I have someone flying in from Canada with her family. I guess it's a Simcha. And she was telling me she's staying nearby. They're going to send the kids to the mall, to the amusement park, while her and her husband come and hang out for the day. Very smart. So that's, yeah, that, that's, that's a really good option there. Another interesting thing has been... I'm dealing with the vendors. It's just fascinating. Diff- dealing with the different vendors. Obviously, some have been featured in Flacious Magazine or worked with us before. Others are a bunch of new ones, um, new brands, new products. It's interesting to see different partnerships, whether it's coming up now or like existing partnerships. Um, I just noticed now that Gaia and Mascao, like their request was to be next to each other. I'm assuming they're going to be doing something together, playing right. off the coffee and the liqueur. You have, um, we had a specific, a Lechaim Bison. Oh, by the way, we should actually talk about some of the, the companies that are coming. Lechaim Meats is doing something with Bison. And they, they actually have Bison on the menu at Wall Street Grill. So they wanted to be next to each other. I guess they're feeding off that. But we're actually going to have some really fascinating products. I just, I, I keep distracting myself. Please. <laughs> we're we're going to have, we have Holy Wagyu coming out of Texas. That's kosher Wagyu meat. They're going to be coming and displaying and giving out Wagyu. We have, um, we have a lot of prime Well, what does that com- mean? When restaurants in this area get Wagyu meat, they're getting it from a Texas place? Or? Yes, yes, yes. Holy Wagyu is, I think, the only... It's, not, it's probably the only commercial um, kosher, Wagyu, kosher Wagyu provider. There are, certain, there are some restaurants who do their own shechita, but it's been on and off. It's, uh, right. it's a little bit... It's, it's tough. It's not easy. Um, is it that good? Have you had it? I, no, I definitely have had it, and it is that good. It is that good. You'd be surprised there are certain cuts of meat that are extreme. I mean, it's fatty. That's ultimately, that's right. what it is. So if you don't like fatty meat, it's like people with, the, with sushi and tuna and that like really right. toro, eat toro, cho toro. It's really fatty. So you have to appreciate that. Um, it, usually, it usually has a more uh, gamey, a more earthy flavor. But uh, it's an experience. Have you uh, appreciated the sous vide method or not? Oh, I, of course. Have sure. you? Yes. I have not gotten into it. I okay. just don't enjoy it as much as I like uh, the way meat's been prepared, been prepared for years. It's on the incredible um, uh, response to Flashix magazine really throughout the entire world, not just here in the United States. Go to kosherpalooza.com. Again, go to kosherpalooza.com and get all the information immediately. Get all the information. Yeah, um, we, we dropped only for, thank God, half a minute. No problem. Uh, get all the information about the upcoming event happening on the 28th of June. Again, kosherpalooza.com. Get all the information. It's happening Wednesday, June the 28th. And our commitment, as I said to Schiffer and Shlomo, is that we will continue uh, on a regular basis between now and the 28th of June, updating this audience as to what to expect on that very special day coming up in New Jersey at the end of June. And I thank you very much for joining us Thank this you. Morning. Thank you for having me. And we look forward to uh, schmoozing and eating together in the Meadowlands. Yeah, you're going to, I'll tell you, there are going to be a lot of people there who are going to be very into uh, all the delicious treats that are going to be available that day. Everybody out there, get your tickets. Use promo code radio at kosherpalooza.com. More coming up. It is a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.